everyone. It's time for more Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. I think this is episode 138. If it isn't, uh, I'll blame John, who's not here. It's true. Um, I got uh, my friend Jimbo here. Can I call you Jimbo? Uh, for the purposes of this conversation, I will allow it. All right, Jimbo. Um, yeah, Jimbo Jones here, and uh, it's been a while. It has. Been a while. A couple years, probably. Well, given what I do about six of these a year, it seems like uh, I'm sure it's, it's been a couple of years, yes. Um, but uh, you, of course, know James Jones from uh, RFN. He's he's the new overlord over there. God, that sounds even weirder hearing somebody else say it. It's true. It's like there, there's something that's still really unsettling about this. Yeah, you, you know it can't last. Something's going to go wrong. <laughs> we've had so, we've had like seven solid episodes. There's going to be an episode where everything implodes. Oh yeah, I mean, we're due. But it hasn't happened yet. It's it's been just fine under your watch, sir. Oh, John's gonna have to host one day, and that's when it's going to go sideways. Yeah, <laughs> it's the podcast, people. God. Uh, yes, we've got a lineup here. James knows one of yes. the selections. I, I've got a couple of listener requests. And uh, and something I picked, so it's good lineup. Uh, hopefully, have something we can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's never a good sign. Yeah, the, the picks are that good this week, guys. You know, so feast and famine. You know. <laughs> you know this game? No. All right, cool. <laughs> but you can look forward to that. That's just a preview of what's to come. So <laughs> let's start with the first game. Figure the game out.
The start of that one had me looking over my shoulder. I thought I was being followed. <laughs> I was like, what? what's going on? Yeah, it is kind of creepy, I guess, in that way. But I got nothing. I don't even know what system we're on, so this is... Excellent this start. Be, Excellent This will be good.
Very creepy. Two creepy songs in a row, folks. Yeah. Did notice did notice some reused thematics there though, so that gives me something to, to kind of go on, but I I don't know. Well, here's your hidden question. What throwback minigame can you occasionally access and how do you access it? <laughs> All right.
That last song had some pretty sweet slap bass. I don't know if you could hear it, that over Skype. Uh, most of it occasionally ate 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 the bass. Sweet. So I've got to guess if we're at that point. We are at that point, James. So I'm going to go with it being New Super Mario Brothers. U. You are so close. Is it Luigi? I mean, I think those have the same soundtrack. This is oh, Super Mario Maker. Oh. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. So uh, I chose this in part because it's it's been on my brain, of course. I've been playing a lot of it. But um, I think it's an interesting soundtrack in that, you know, the, the more recognizable songs are all songs you've all heard before, right? And they have these variations um, where they kind of demake it or, or kind of have almost like a background version of it when you're editing. Yeah. Um, and, and so the first song you heard was actually from the Super Mario World Underground, which doesn't sound anything like, uh, you know, the actual underground music from that game. Um, and without the, you know, Vocaloid or whatever, auto-tune, <laughs> muncher, muncher, muncher. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which is actually my favorite item to use that way. For whatever reason, muncher makes it so much better than any other item. Yeah, but... Uh, uh, without that, it really is almost like a you know background, music, and you probably haven't really listened to it by itself, right? Because you're you're busy drawing shit, right? Right. And moving things around, and so I kind of wanted to showcase it just sort of without any other effects going on, and, and it's I guess it's kind of a intricately implemented um, soundtrack for the editor. Um, I was trying to download a rip of it, and I'm not even sure there's one up there. I actually recorded this myself directly from the gamepad. And I think what they're doing is something along the lines of like the Ocarina of Time Hyrule Field, where they're like layering in and out um, Mm. different parts. And and I'm not even sure it's completely deterministic which parts get rolled in and out, um, because there's like two or three different layers that they can layer on. And so it's quite possible to have like a random number generator that's partially driving it. Um, I'm sure that there's there's a few that would clash if you layered them all together, but I, you can kind of if you went back and listened, you can hear it kind of fading in and out. Some uh, it, it's just kind of very interesting. I, I thought it was, uh, and the second and third songs were original songs, right? Because they uh, they took the ghost house and airship levels and kind of backported the yeah the the levels to uh, the original Mario Brothers. Super Mario I could Bros. definitely hear Ghost House, but I was like, oh, what what systems Ghost House is this? Right, yeah. So uh, in those cases, I think that the compositions are a little more standalone. They're still la- like layering them in and out, but on the editor, I think they showcase the main melody more because it's a new song. Right. Whereas, you know, some of these other ones where you, you already know that song a lot, so it's, they're just going to go crazy with it. And, and, you know, they turn Mario 3's overworld music into like a reggae or something um yes <laughs> well so and what's what's made guessing it even more difficult because i really actually like the music in the editor i've actually sat there and just kind of listened to it but i use i usually use the auto-tune because i think it's just such a neat it's <laughs> yeah. such a neat comma dumb thing that they've implemented in the game yeah um is that this the, the d-make music that when they and they downported a theme to say the original super mario brothers um the composition is is reminiscent of early NES games, but not necessarily 100% faithful. Yeah, it sounds like a little NES game, but maybe not one made by Nintendo. 
Yeah, or, or to a certain extent, it sounds like an NES game as you would compose it on modern equipment. You're like, this doesn't quite sound like an NES game. This sounds like somebody trying to do an NES game. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I never went, oh, hey, Mario Maker just came out like a month ago. Well, I did use Super Mario World in the last episode, so I, I was kind of throwing folks off like, he's not going to use two Mario games in a row. Come on. But, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, all bets are off. Yeah. Totally did. So, uh, yeah, I've been making a lot of levels. I, I you've made you've made some real levels. I, I have. Um, if you haven't checked my uh, levels out, please do. I, I put a lot of time into them. Yeah, you've made uh, some stuff. Some of it, and some of it's. But I, I wouldn't say anything I played of yours is devious. But there, there's definitely some tricky stuff going on in those stages. I think even when I don't intend to, I tend to gravitate towards puzzly type things, and so yeah. Uh, even when I, see, I mean, there were a couple of times I like, I'm not going to do puzzly things, but I wind up doing at least a little bit as part of the gimmick. But I, I don't know. One thing I really think this game needs super bad, and I think Neil called it out in his review. They need checkpoints. I mean, yeah, if you're making brutal. longer levels, like some of the levels I've made, and people are just saying. God, your level is just so hard. It's like, well, I, I think if there were a checkpoint I could put in the middle of it, that would alleviate a lot of that. Because I, I don't really want people to have to play, you know, two-thirds of the level all over again. And, you know, may, maybe that's an argument for breaking up my level, but if it kind of goes together as, as one thing, it, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I've got one right now that I just can't clear. Um, I can clear every challenge 100% of the time, individually. Mm-hmm. It's just stringing together a perfect run is so miserable uh, because there's there's so much going on that you kind of have to keep it's almost harder to play that level knowing what's coming up because i'm kind of prepping myself for it versus just you know boomeranging through it but a checkpoint would make that at least manageable yeah i don't understand why they didn't include that i don't i don't understand that one yeah it's weird you tend to, well, when you're not making a troll level. Yes. You're, you're, I mean, I've only made one proper troll level. I don't know. Like, I've played a couple of Greg's levels, and they're, I find them to be really difficult. Not necessarily they're, evil, they're but hard. they're just really hard. And there's a lot of enemies. And I mean, there was one where I, I must have missed something because I, I don't know if you played the one where it's like an airship with uh, the clown cars with the booze in them. Oh, yeah. It's like I, I fought really hard to get to a spot, and then the pipe that I thought I was supposed to go down wasn't where I was supposed to go, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay, I, I I'm mean, not playing this he, anymore. He's got he's got one where you have to somehow manage to bring a switch and a spring oh, yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. Like, that one, like, that's that's the most frustrating, because I know what I need to do, and I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, no matter what I try, I cannot figure out how to make this stupid thing work, and it's, it is the most irritating experience. Just sit there and go, why doesn't this thing work the way I want it to? Yeah. But uh, uh, there's some, a lot of good stuff on there. There's also a hell of a lot of bad stuff on there, and the rankings uh, are, uh, shall we say, not great. They're dubious. The, the most of the top-rated levels that I've seen are dumb or super trolly evil. Yeah, I, I, there, I've seen some, and I'm actually okay with the level being trolly as long as it's fair. If I'm not the word I'm looking for, but like there's there's rhythm to it. You know, if the yeah. level the level's just like, all right, you're a jerk. You're a real you're a real jerk for this one. But if I'm laughing at it, okay, fine. It's when it's when it's just, hey. 
Here's 11 clown cars. They're all manned by an evil coin. And also, you have to use them to bounce from one place to the other. Okay, that's easy. I'll, I'll use the coins. Also, spikes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the spikes. There is, there is something about that game, though, that just... That's just like Nintendo doesn't seem to care about the, like like in a good way. Like there's no sanctity here. The fact that you put a coin in the the clown car and the clown car turns evil and chases you, yeah. E- even though it's manned by a coin, <laughs> it's just it's just so remarkably stupid that I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll I'm fine with this, whatever. Yeah, I'm. I gotta wonder like if I could see someone higher up saying, you can't do this to Mario. And you know, because they, they do, they're, they're just sort of hands off. It's like you know, we know this is dumb and stupid, and we know that people aren't going to confuse this game with the official game. So just have at it. Well, I mean, I think I think the tall Mario. Have you have you run into that one? The Amiibo yeah. Mushroom. That's yeah. yeah, like they knew. Like once once that was in there, any pretense that they didn't know was out. This is, if you haven't seen it, it's this lanky Mario sprite. It's it's basically Mario's head from Super Mario Brothers. But he's got super long arms and legs and a torso. And then he walks kind of crouching the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. And it's, it's kind of unsettling, to be honest. <laughs> well, the physics are, like, different, too, right? They're a little more like, like Luigi from Yeah, he jumps Japan to Mario, Super Mario Bros. 2 Japan. Yeah, he's weird. It's such a weird thing. And there's so much of that that, like, yeah, they know. And I wonder if, if this... It, or it, it's just a release valve for them. Like, they've been making Mario for so long. Getting to do something dumb with it is kind of nice. I always felt like... I guess we knew from the very beginning when it was first shown in E3 that their, their origins were kind of in Mario paint. There were, even back yeah. then, some, some hints of that. Um, to me, this game is what I thought Mario paint was going to be when I saw the commercials for it when I was a kid. Mm, is that if that makes that. any sense? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're, absolutely. You're, you're making stuff with Mario. You're making Mario. Levels. That's cool. Now, what it was was different. And I, I still liked it, but it wasn't what I expected when I, you know, uh, saw the commercial. Yeah, the- and, I, and I have to wonder if the, I mean, the the team that worked this was led by some younger folks, and I have to wonder if maybe they had a similar experience where like this is what they thought it was going to be, and it wasn't. So now I'm going to make what I think Mario Paint should be. Yeah. It- <laughs> I think the thing about it that gets me is just how robust everything is. Just from the standpoint of nothing blows up, you can you can do stuff that this game was clearly not intended to allow you to do, and it doesn't it doesn't have an artificial wall in your way. It doesn't catch fire. Yeah. The game doesn't just completely go to hell and just crash and burn. And you know, there's there's just something about. I've only ever really pushed the game to a place where it didn't seem comfortable being once, and mm. that was. That was basically me saying, all right, I'm going to go ahead and see what this game can actually handle. And that was the only time I've seen the game really just completely fall apart. I've never really seen it fall apart. I, one time I I thought in the uh, Mario U version, um, there was some stuttering or whatever. And then I found out, no, that's just 30 frames per second uh, in general. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen all sorts of crap. And, you know, even I've thrown, you know, there, there's one level where there's a secret area that becomes like a... Uh, auto-scrolling Gradius type thing and I, I just like I just I just threw whatever I could at it and maxed out the enemies and um, and it, it it's stable it, yeah, it sure is I mean it it there's something about I, I think it's it's the the amiibo the, the Mario 8-bit amiibo effect that that I was using that really pushed the thing out into okay. 
into the abyss because that one it puts this big filter over the screen everybody's dressed like mario and then you just you just completely turn it into just crazy town yeah i've, the, I've the, only the, seen that in someone else's level um yeah i grabbed somebody else's level and edited it oh that works yeah it, it's such a strange thing well, there, there was a, a question here before we move on. There was. Um, do you know what this minigame I'm referring to is? I assume it's the fly swatting minigame. Yeah, it is. Which, pretty cool they included that. Yeah. I um, don't know how I triggered it, though. I've triggered it a few times. I'm not entirely sure what I did. So, uh, what you have to do is, is swat the flies when they appear, but I can't figure out what causes the flies to appear. Yeah, that's what I'm at. Like, I, like when, uh, the first time I saw one pop up, I went... Oh, okay, that's a nice little tell. And then another one came, and another, and then the thing just started. Went, oh, okay. Okay, I'm playing a game now. All right. <laughs> We're going to do this. All right. Yeah, so I haven't been able to beat the third area. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure what I'm doing wrong, but I, I'm failing. And it it's always hurts me so much to exit out of it because I don't know when I'm going to be able to play it again, but I, I'm so yeah. bad at that thing. I would, I would, I'm definitely curious what causes it to show up because that's... It's neat to me. It seems yeah. like it shows up when I've been playing the editors for a while, but I've been in the editor for a long time, and it's only showing up a couple of times. And at first I'm like, well, maybe it only shows up on Fridays because they show the fly day uh, when you log in on Friday. That's but, true. But I have seen it appear other days, so I really That's don't other, know. That's the other thing I don't get, the, the thing about the game telling you what day of the week it is. I'm not entirely sure what the purpose of that is. Because there's a different animation every day of the week. Is that it? I think that's the only reason. Okay. Fair I, 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 maybe it. there's more to it, but that's kind of my theory. I'll take it. Whatever. Sure. But I, I have to wonder, I mean, they, is this the only game that does that where like it varies the booting sequence thing? Maybe an Animal Crossing game at some point? I don't know. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah. Because I, I wonder if that's like a something special that they implemented in the Wii menu just for that game. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time there's that like brawl thing that, that's not true. brawl um wow brawl it's smash. it may as well be brawl smash where you can click to join directly yeah. from the friends list although your friend has to actually be in a room yes. uh, which which is happens 0.01 percent of the time even that's when you plan it that's when you plan it yeah all right we, we've kind of rambled for a while we should probably move on to the next game yeah yeah but uh please do check out our levels uh, there's a lot of levels there's a forum thread that uh it's in the I think it's in the general console discussion in our forums that has a lot of good levels. Yeah, I need to get in there and uh, just just check them out. And, you know, you don't have to type in every single one. Just type in one, and then you can follow, you know, the, the creators that way. Um, or you can find out they're a monster and not follow them. Yeah, but you'll well, know. But you'll know right away. You don't away. like it, don't follow. You, know, you don't. You don't like challenging levels. You know. I suppose there is there's something satisfying about. I've always found the first two levels, you pretty much know what that person's going to be. All right, let's go on to the next game here.
I oh, wow. I was there's something vaudevillian about that that I was not expecting. Yeah, I'm imagining lots of like dancing animated characters, like yeah. uh, from like uh, Cuphead or something. I w- I was thinking like something that would play on a video pachinko machine. Uh, this is not a Konami game. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure? I think so. All right, fair enough. stuff going on there I'm, I'm kind of digging this one. Oh, i think you're gonna dig this selection yeah oh, okay so uh here's a question this game promotes what well-known product <laughs> okay 
Uh-huh. Well, James. Yeah. I gave you a hint question. Do you have you any did. idea what game this is? So, based on the second the second song especially, that sounds like the Super Nintendo chipset. Am I right? You have to guess a game before I can tell you. Oh, all right. So, if it is a if it is a promotional game on the Super Nintendo, my mind immediately shoots to Cool Spot. Ding 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 ding. Oh this my god. This is Cool Spot requested by Ronga Gazaway. Yes, Cool Spot. Um, it sure is a product of its time. It sure is. <laughs> it has good music, though. The, the music um, is, is composed by Tommy Tallarico. You might remember from some G4 shows and some stuff, other stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, the the visuals and audio of this game are very impressive. It, it it's uh, I guess made by a, a lot of the same guys that did like Earthworm Jim. Um, I know David Perry was like the director. Why? And uh, Tommy, I think, was involved in both. It may even been the same team. Um, it was published by Virgin Interactive. Um, so I, I would kind of describe this game in terms of gameplay somewhere, and maybe personality aesthetic, is somewhere between Earthworm Jim and The Lion King. Uh, if you remember that game for the eight bit for uh, um, uh, for the Super Nintendo and Genesis. Doesn't he like attack with seven up bubbles? Uh, I think I'm... he jumps on top. I think those are like uh, something you can okay. jump on top of. Which I may have just given away the answer to the question, but that is the answer. Yeah, seven up is, is what's being promoted here. Uh, in, in case you don't know who Cool Spot is, um... that timeless mascot they created. <laughs> yeah. So Cool Spot is the red dot in the seven up logo. But they slapped sunglasses on him and, uh, <laughs> and threw sneakers. him into a bunch of you know marketing materials, including this video game. I mean, they poochieized him. He surfed and he skateboarded and I, all that kind this, of stuff. This may be the prototype for Poochie. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, then he returned to his home planet. Yeah, and that was that was the end of Cool Spot. <laughs> yeah, the first thing you see, perhaps instead of aside from maybe like corporate logos and stuff, is. Cool spot surfing on a 7-Up bottle. <laughs> I kid you not. It looks impressive. I gotta say. The visuals are impressive, but it's definitely, um, you know, taking the school of thought of, of uh, chunky graphics over... Um, chunky detailed graphics over... I guess not chunky then. Uh, very detailed, blown-up point of view over playability. Yeah, well, you got to get the mascot in there. It's like playing on a Game Boy or a Game Gear, where even on the first level, there's like a section where, like, you're hopping between balloons or something, swinging on like floating balloons with hooks on them, and it's like blind jumps left and right, and it, it is horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, maybe the game has more merit. I only watched through the first level on a, on a video online. Um, this know. strikes me as a product that could only have come out in 1993 or 1994. Yeah, it, it. I'm not even sure you can easily tell like what's background and what's foreground and what is actually on the plane of, you know, could hurt you. Um, based on what I, I saw, it, it it looks very impressive. It sounds very impressive, but I don't think it would be fun to go back and play. Maybe, maybe folks at the time enjoyed it. Apparently, there's a sequel, which is haunting. 
Is, is it actually a platformer? I thought it was like an isometric, horrible thing. Uh, it is an isometric game, yes. Spot goes to Hollywood. <laughs> so, so as bad as this is, maybe, maybe they said, you know what? I like this concept of not being able to tell, uh, you know, what, what you can actually interact with. Let's make it isometric. <laughs> Let's give you three dimensions <laughs> of that. Oh, the other thing to note is that there are like spots three times over in this. Like there's cool spot who you play as. You're also rescuing other cool spots a la like Rayman 2D games. Like, you know, except they look exactly like you, not whatever. Whatever. Or whatever they, you're yeah. using. Um, and then you're collecting spots, which are like the coins of the game. So, like, wait, what isn't a spot in this world? <laughs> Nothing if we can pay enough. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, it, it's it's worth at least watching I on a, a video if you've never heard of this game before. I mean, it's got, it's got good music. Um, as you heard, but uh, oh, oh, I forgot uh, the, that surfing scene, which is basically the the title screen. It, it's to the song "Wipeout." Yes, the actual song "Wipeout." I'm sure they paid the licensing fees for that. They probably did. Ah, this is the '90s. They probably didn't. Uh, well, they, they probably certainly paid for uh, the Seven Up Bottle licensing. Uh, they may have got paid for that. Uh, well, uh, they probably use some of that 7-Up money. Dr. Pepper 7-Up company paid for the Wipeout theme, probably. That's true. I mean, I don't remember the commercials. Maybe that was used in the commercials, too. Maybe that was like something they just got as part of the package. It might have been. Um, I, I, I could certainly see Cool Spot surfing being in one or more commercials in 1992 or 1993. Um, I, I don't care to look this up. I've already put in enough research for this horrible game. Oh, I, I guarantee you this game came out in 93. Yeah. It had to. Like, that. Th- that is the peak of just this thing happening. Mm-hmm. So uh, I thought you'd get a kick out of that selection. That's fantastic. So thank you, Veronica, for uh, that trip down memory lane. <laughs> a dark a dark lane it was. And if you have something good to say about that game, please, please comment in the talkback thread. Tell us why this, you, this has a special spot in your heart. That trip down memory lane. Brought to you by 7up.
He's got a real pulse on all the selections today. I just sort of is kind of in that mood, I guess. I don't know. I'm digging it. You know, it's kind of late here, but I'm I'm feeling some energy now. This is good. I got no, I got no idea what it is, but but that's okay. expecting that that was there's a lot going on lots unpacking that song it is a very interesting song like there's some there's some like mid 90s r&b there then there's some vocaloid stuff it's weird what a weird song well here's your question what is the name of this game's ai companion which fans may recognize as having the same voice actress 
as Lady Palantina from 2002's Kid Icarus Uprising. 2012's. 2012, what did I say? 2002. 2012's Kid Icarus Uprising. Ooh. So we're talking about the English version, of course. Huh. give you a hint james okay this game is japanese yeah i'd figured <laughs> huh i know who who it is but i have no idea what game it is uh so this is uh shin megami tensei 4 for the 3ds ah a game that I, I I think probably you have not played, but I was hoping maybe you could speak to anyway. I was about to start playing it this week for RFN, actually. No! Your timing is terrible. So I, I should have used this when Guillaume was on, but uh, it was requested by Top Hat Ant123 uh, fairly recently, so uh, it didn't you know cross my mind to use the game when Guillaume was on. But, well, uh, well, to be fair, though, your timing's actually amazing, because today they announced a sequel to that game. Oh, okay. Well, great. Yeah, there you Not go. Not SMT5, SMT4... Yeah, SMT4 Part 2. Oh, well, there we go. In honor of that announcement, I there selected this game. Uh, there we go. <laughs> which is why I'm going to start playing this game. And I've owned it forever. So... <laughs> You've owned it... What, what is this? Lindemann Syndrome? It was, so, uh, so the difference between that and Lindemann Syndrome is I bought this game to get that to get that bonus day run if you already owned Fire Emblem because I know it's going to play it eventually. Uh, okay. and, yeah. and it wasn't like other stuff kept me from playing it. It was just like I put it on the shelf and forgot about it. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's only one game uh, versus like a whole shelf. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, uh, so, God, well, I don't, Shin Megami Tensei, I, I've, 
I actually haven't played any game. It's, it's a super Japanese RPG set in Tokyo and probably other places in the nearby area. Uh, right, it's got a whole battle demon system and yeah. I, I mean, I've played I played Strange Journey, which is different, um, but it is it is a related game. There are a lot of related games to this game. There are, and some are more related than others. So you have not played this yet. You're you're about to start playing this game. I, I actually took it off the shelf before we started recording. Like that that is wow, the, the, staring the, you right in the face the whole time. Oh, it's in the other room, thankfully. But what? <laughs> Because that would have just been depressing if I was looking at the game and didn't guess it. Um, I actually own the soundtrack, too, because it came with the game. Oh, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's all right. That's all right. You know, it happens sometimes. Well, this game has like a, it's like a four CD soundtrack or something. It's like a hundred songs. I don't know if the soundtrack you have is like the full thing, but... Uh, it's it's not. It's, that, it's the normal Atlas bonus disc. There is an AI companion in this game. Um, and her name is Burroughs, B-U-R-R-O-U-G-H-S. I assume that's how it's pronounced. Uh, I don't know anything beyond that. I don't know anything about this game. This is the one I was really referring to when I said, I don't know if we have anything to talk about. But, uh, you know, it, it, it is highly regarded, which is why I wanted to play it. I just need to get that opportunity. I just need to get in there and just start going. It's a long game. If yeah, I remember it's, it's correctly, long. it's super long, and the pacing may be a little broken in that it sounds like there, there's some sections that are you, you gotta grind or something for a while that, that was kind of my impression from what Yum was saying. That's the problem I had with Strange Journey um, was that there are, there are spots where you'll get here but you just won't be strong enough there's just, you just can't, there's no way you're strong enough when you arrive at the spot so you, you just need to start, you need to start merging your, you know, doing the, the sort of SMT standard of, of you know, trying to get better monsters by, or demons bias and just merging them and, and all that stuff. The stuff that you might have ignored up until that point. Right, and that's when you have to start to get into work. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm ready for this, I think. You know, I am I have a good, solid legacy of quitting on other long Atlas games like Etrian and Odyssey, <laughs> so I'm I'm ready to get in, the, get in there and quit with the best of them. Yeah. But, I, 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 in my defense, I have completed four or five atlas games in the last two years so i feel like i feel like i can do this I you know these this. these kind of rpgs where they're really long and there, there's always this potential for these giant bumps it needs to have a really compelling story and or atmosphere to get over those humps yeah there's something needs to get you even xenoblade has a couple of sections that runs into this into this kind of a problem oh yeah like you know not at the very end but like near the very end there's there was like that one boss in particular where there was like the poison oh. Everybody, you can only say that one boss. Everybody knows what boss it is. Yeah, well, there was one earlier than that too that I really struggled with. That like you're fighting yeah. a giant mech or something. That, and, and I remember having to grind and, and not even grind. It's like I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. Just I'm unlucky. Right, the poison boss especially because there's that area where your allies would just run into a poison field and get poisoned, and you're just sitting there going, "Why? What's wrong? What's wrong with you?" Whenever, whenever you have one of these long RPGs, there's always this potential for it. And if the game is really good and you know, or the story is really compelling. I can put up with that, and and, and if it just only happens one or two times, I'll, I'll kind of muscle my way through it. But yeah, it, there, really got. It. I mean, I, I don't know why they even. It must be accidental in some cases, because I don't know why you would want that. I, I don't know. Maybe it's part of the Japanese RPG tradition. I, I no, I, I would imagine that it's a situation. It goes back to the old style of testing 
NES action games where the QA team just got so good at it that it was just like, well, this is too easy to make it harder. Yeah, maybe. And like they don't, they can't see the weakness of a particular moment because they know how to just shoot through it. Maybe in the case of that, like Poison Boss, I could see them of making some like late changes to AI or something that resulted in something, and they didn't really test it that well at the end for yeah. that boss. So this is a big game that I could see something like that sneaking under the radar. But, um, but you're right. I, I think there's definitely uh, that factor of. Uh, make it harder, make it harder, make it harder. Um, right. In that case, especially in these RPGs, especially when there's mechanics where you can just power through or you can kind of cheese it at a lower level. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the the cheesing, you, you know, you may just bang your head against the wall for a while. Um, but you can either cheese it uh, or you can, yeah, you can just sort of muscle your way through it, which in my mind is a different kind of cheesing, which is what I usually do. I don't like learning all the detailed mechanics of games, but it... You know, if you are doing whatever crafting or whatever equivalent there is in the game, then yeah, sometimes it's super easy. Yeah, like where's that? That's you know, that's more in my wheelhouse. So in the case of that boss in particular, I went back and crafted. And, and I, you know, there's all those we're, we're way off topic, but there's all these kinds of you know, enhancements you could do that let that let me get in there. Hey, we're but, talking about a Japanese RPG. That's true. Damn we're it. talking about a Japanese RPG. Um. A little bit surprised to see SMT4... They're calling it SMT4 Final, um, which is the, the sequel set in the same world as this one. It's not SMT5. That is a bad title, because if I just read that on the shelf, I would think that that was a re-release with some extra content. So that's that was what the confusion was, too. Um, when it was when they were started teasing it last night, people were trying to figure out if it was like a port, if it was an enhanced, yeah. enhanced version. Especially coming from this publisher. Yeah. Um, but... They're also developing that SMT Fire Emblem thing, which isn't super <laughs> SMT-ish anymore. But yeah, they're in real deep right now with Nintendo on some of the stuff in these Etrian games. They're in real deep. Hey, uh, what about Sega? They're they're kind of like the opposite. They're I, they're I, totally I, like ignoring everything. Although they mean to be not making games at all. Aren't they the same company, Atlas and well, Sega? Uh, S- Sega owns Atlas certainly, um, but only one of those companies is effectual. The other, <laughs> Lordy, Lordy, Lord. The other one is Sega. Uh, I don't want to bring up Konami again, but uh, for some reason I'm I'm reminded of them right now. Somebody needs to tell Sega to just make pachinko machines. Just stop. <sighs> stop what you're doing. If if they just if they just made pachinko machines, but they actually license out their franchises, which I guess that's sort of what they've been doing, more or less. I mean, a lot of the games that that have been published by them are have kind of been more Western developed. It seems like yeah. anyway, but. But uh, I don't know. Don't worry. They'll, they'll be around next time there's an Olympics to, to team oh, up good, with good. Mario. Oh, good. Because that's the Mario versus Sonic game I've always wanted. I'm sure, I'm sure they got a little bit of money from Mario Maker. Just <laughs> let's, can, let someone competent make a Sonic game, please. You can finally oh, wait, play I, I, I guess I guess the, that, that uh, uh, what's the deal, the downloadable game that just came out? Um, oh, the, uh, the, the Infinite Runner? Oh, the, oh, not the Angry Birds crossover, is it? I'm not talking about a crossover. I'm talking about a, a game that's almost a Sonic game that's actually good. Oh, Freedom Planet. There you go, Freedom Planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I got to check that game out. Um, I, I played the demo. I'm always talking about the, uh, the Sonic Angry Birds crossover. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. It already happened. What? That's a, that's a real thing. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sega, just, just make pachinko games. Just, just bite the bullet. Follow Konami's lead. 
You can do it more gracefully than Konami. You don't have to like piss everyone off in the process. Oh. Everyone knows you already did. <laughs> it's got dark. Uh, well, this is Shin Megami Tensei we're talking about. The thematically here. appropriate. <laughs> Shall I edit all that out? I'm not sure. I, I kind of like I don't the conversation. Know, just leave it in. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. I, I do like Sega, but they're they're just a shell of their former selves at this point. I, I think most Sega fans would probably agree with me on that. I, I, I said something very positive about Sega last week, so I mean... I have, I have some very fond-remembered Sega games. None of them are Sonic. But that's okay. Sky's Arcade is good. Yeah, I'll just cling my memory of that. I don't want to go back and play it and realize, oh, wait, this is terrible. It, it may not hold up as well as you remember. It, I, I guarantee you it doesn't. <laughs> At the time, it was good. I enjoyed it on the GameCube. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't. Very energetic, like like lots of you know, a nice hard beat to it. A lot of a lot of flourishes in that. Maybe, maybe Sega won't be dying. Maybe 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 it'll come back. I'm thinking positive now.
Huh. I've got a feel for what the genre and platform is, but I got nothing on the game. Well, here's your hint, and it may confuse you a little. Oh, good. (laughs) In addition to offering more playable teams, what significant multiplayer feature was added to this game for its international release? I got the genre wrong. feeling Japanese NES sports game but besides that I got nothing yeah I mean that's that's what it is is that bases loaded no it's uh it's something to think <laughs> of right off the bat <laughs> it is uh Nintendo World Cup but huh. uh in Japan this was a Kunio-kun game from Technos so they, there was some hey, significant, there was some significant localization going on here well that's I had no knowledge of that game. So, uh, this was requested by uh, Morbo's good friend, Steve Ronsley, uh, former uh, college uh, roommate. Um, actually, I'm not entirely sure he requested this game, because he just said World Cup Soccer, and I think there's two or three other 
games sure are very are. similar. Like I think Tecmo maybe made a uh, like a Tecmo World Cup soccer or something. And so, but I, this is probably the game he chose. That's good music. So uh, I'll just say that's what he requested. And <laughs> I, I, you know, I could have contacted him to clarify, but I didn't. It's fine. You, you know, you know what? No, I, I I can hear the technos in there now that I think about it. Yeah, it, de- it definitely sounds technos. So they, they oh, wow, significantly this is, revamped this. This is very Kunio Kun. Yeah, so you know the original game in Japan was you're one Japanese high school sports team and you're fighting other high school sports teams, and they just totally threw that out and just different countries in in the international release, and so the, the structure is very different. I'm not even sure there is a there's probably a tournament mode. I looked this up like. I don't know, two months ago when I first chose this game, and then I deferred it. But uh, <laughs> um, one thing that they added, though, is part of the localization, uh, you can you can choose a lot more teams, right? Before, you could really basically only play as Kunio-kun team. Right. Um, maybe you could play as one or two of the other, um, other schools' teams, but certainly not all of them. Um, but in the uh, international release, you can choose whatever country you want. So they, they kind of shuffled up the, the the characters, and maybe they added some sprite, you know, sprites from some other characters. And um, they also added four-player support. Oh, yeah. So I, I guess with the multi-tap, you can play this game four-player, which is that's pretty cool. I don't know that we'll ever be able to use that feature if it'll ever be released in a virtual console. But if Rare were in charge, you would be able to. Um, that's that's yeah. reference to a replay, which yes, you know, RC Pro M two has four player support. But I don't know. It seems like a really interesting game because I, I think it's it's kind of in the style of like Mario Strikers, where you have you know a super move that each uh, character can, or at least team captain can uh, can use. So uh, it sounds like it's it's a pretty neat game. Yeah, I I mean, Kunio Kun sports games. I mean, there's there's quite a few of them. Yeah, there's a volleyball, right? Um, yeah. Try, trying to think of which other one. Or there's dodgeball, sorry. Dodgeball, Maybe yeah. it has both. Maybe it's dodgeball and volleyball. I, I think Super Spike is also a Kunio-kun game. Okay, I'd believe that. Um, actually, I think that these two may have been bundled on one cart at one point. <laughs> now that I think about it. Um, but, yeah, they have this kind of fun, visceral, arcade feel. And they're a little bit... They're a little bit willing to be, not violent, but aggressive. Mm-hmm. I know violence is the word I'm looking for, really. Violent. I mean, yeah. and because and, the characters, you can kind of get away with it. I guarantee you, World Cup Soccer has a sliding tackle. Oh, it probably does. Yeah. And it probably looks like a fighting game, because it's a Kunio-kun, and they use that same sliding tackle as a kick in a brawler. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure they did, because you can only so many ways you can animate those characters. Right. Um, yeah, so Nintendo World Cup. Uh, that's, the, that's the official title, as far as I'm aware, uh, for the NES. We've got one last game here. Yeah, we sure yeah, do. Good luck. <laughs> I picked this game, just as a fair warning.
I feel like you're classing up this uh, podcast here. There's lots of like high energy, hyper songs, and then we have. Uh, it's it's a little bit regal. Yeah, we're we're announcing the arrival of someone or something. That's not a hint, by the way. that song's darting in all sorts of different directions yeah it starts one place and then kind of goes spaghetti westerny yeah but not too far it's like it reaches the end of its leash and then snaps back and goes a different direction yeah there's like a juice harp shows up somewhere and then they're like all right pull back pull back let's go uh yeah uh so i'll give the question for this one you can remove your enemies from a a level by essentially throwing them out of bounds. But that comes at a cost. What is it?
Well, that one doesn't pivot. We're uh, really going to end with that? You know, like, that, like mourning the death of a hedgehog or something? That's, just, that's just full-time sad. Yeah. I, I had forgotten this game's soundtrack until I was going through my game library trying to think of something to suggest for the show that hadn't been used before. Um, I'm just too sad to speak right now. It's a sad song, but yeah. it's okay. The show must go on. The show must go on. So, this game... This game is Phantom Brave. Uh, I don't have the colonnaded full title in front of me. For the, we meet the again? Yeah, which is the Wii version of a PS2 game with some added content. Is it spelled W-E or W-I-I? Wii. W-E. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> this, is a, this is a Nippon Ichi joint. You, you might know them as the producers of the Disgaea series. This game borrows heavily from its world building and artwork. And by borrows heavily, I mean just wholesale reuses. Is this a strategy RPG or what? What kind of yeah. game is this? So it is a. It's one of those tactical RPGs where you have a handful of characters that you kind of grind up and then you, you send them out in the battlefield to fight opponents. There's you know terrain and stuff all matters. Unlike most games of this this ilk, and even unlike other games from the same company, there's no grid. So. Hmm. You just kind of move across, and there's no boundary. So when I say you can knock your opponents out of bounds, you, one of the primary mechanics of the game is picking up and throwing things. Um, you can throw items that are littered throughout the stage, or you can throw other characters. Um, if you throw an opposing character out of the stage, they're done. You don't have to worry about them anymore. But then all their remaining people level up. Huh. And, and if you want to make this easier, I guess, you could try throwing all the enemies but one out of the stage but that one enemy is going to be super strong weird compounding the weirdness of this game uh, basically you play as a little girl because of course who controls spirits and she has to essentially plant them in items throughout the stage to summon them and they're only there for a fixed number of turns and the item you see like you use ghost trick with with items here or confused sort of so you have a, a retinue essentially of spirits that you have you know, assembled throughout the game. And then at the start of it, it's just you. And then you essentially cast them into items scattered throughout the level. And and then they take on form for the stage for a a set number of turns based on the class. And then the item that you put them in determines the stat boosts they'll get. And it's all just, it's all just too much. This game is too much. Um, Was this game highly regarded? It seemed like... It is highly regarded amongst people who, who like this game. Is the best way I would describe. You would say it. the same for Sonic games. I, it's I'm, like, do you like this game? You like this game. I don't know why I'm ragging on Sonic so much. I do like Sonic. I just feel like I haven't played a good one in a while, I'm including the ones that people say are good. I don't think are good recently. Um, so, I mean, sorry guys. Sorry, Sonic fans. I, I do love. Yeah. I, I criticize out of love. I, I would unlike say James. This, well, fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna dispute that point. Uh, I criticize because I want you to do better. Uh, so I'd actually be devastated if a good Sonic game came out. Like I would be, I would be just beside myself. Um, but the this, the the game itself is kind of like a it's real. They're really targeting Nipponichi's core fan base, the Disgaea fans. So they just they created a game that has enough similar to it, but sort of it's got more of an upbeat attitude it's got a different kind it's got a bunch of different gameplay mechanics that that series doesn't have while still borrowing some ideas um 
you know, they, they use the same world. It's kind of like a, an, another option for fans of that series who want to try something else. I actually played, um, was it Phantom Brave, was it? I don't know. I played a game recently. No, it's definitely not Phantom Brave. I played a game recently on RFN that is same company, roughly the same time, same general idea. You know, do something, do something fairly different inside of our um, Soul Nomad, inside of our core gameplay mechanics to give our fans something different to try versus another Disgaea game or another port of a Disgaea game. And, you know, they, they like these games, but they are thoroughly unapproachable. Almost to the point of pride that they are unapproachable. Um, but so you're saying this is not a game that I should just casually pick up? No. Um, I ended up with it because I think I found it on a clearance sale for next to nothing. And it was like a steelbook copy and everything, which is crazy that that even exists. Um, I think I got through about 10, 15 hours of it. Talked about an RFN probably back in the 200s. I mean, it's it's neat. Like, there's some ideas there that make this interesting. Um, there's a, there is a stage that I got stuck on, though, where the enemies all just start by immediately throwing all the items out of the stage so you can't summon <laughs> anybody. And you're just like, all right, game, you're a real piece of garbage. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, great, thanks, game. Um, but everything is beatable. It's just, it's it's hard. It's, it's really hard, and I, I just couldn't, I couldn't deal, so... And this is someone that uh, thrives on complex mechanics. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a complex mechanics, and there's complex mechanics, and also being griefed by them at the same time. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound like this game gives you really an opportunity to learn the mechanics before you were punished for not getting rolling. Them. It does. It does have really amazing music, though. Like, I don't know why they spent the money they did on the music. I have no idea. I I, I can't I can't fathom what made them wake up and say yeah. Let's 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 bring in a symphony for this game, and and the soundtrack itself from end to end is is pretty solid. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of these fairly complex things. I'm sitting going like, why? To what end? But yeah, I mean it's it's sort of there, there's something about that game that that they seem to really put a lot of a lot of, of faith and, and value in. So they they really jazzed up the production values, I guess. Maybe Good on them. I mean, they, they didn't have to. Yeah, maybe just money they saved by reusing hundreds of sprites. You joke, but maybe that was as a look. You know, we, we we have a budget and we're underrunning. Why not uh, do something different with this? And yeah, I mean, it's put it it's towards the cool. audio. Why not? I, you know, I, I they, they may not be for me, but I deeply respect what they do with their games because I know their market share can't be big for these games, but. They, you know, they have a fan base that they've identified, and they are going to produce their games. They're not going to water them down to try to get more appeal. They're going to make the games they make, and you know, I hope it's successful for them. I have to think it's a diminishing market, though. Maybe, I would, maybe it's a core audience that's so dedicated that their their particular slice isn't drinking. Maybe they're immune to the the burn back on consoles in Japan. Who knows? I mean, yeah, it's pretty hardcore to play this series. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine a mobile port of a 40-hour Disgaea game, and I feel like I just, I just want to cry right now. Well, it is getting pretty late here, especially for you. It is. Um, so why don't we wrap this up? You can send your requests. If you have your own requests, you can send them to me at typ at nintendoworldreport.com or just fill out the form that I, I link to on, on every... Uh, every episode of this podcast and the 
uh, not the show notes, but we'll call, use that term, the show notes, uh, without any notes. Um, page. <laughs> the page, thank you. The article. The article for the game. Not the game. The, ar- the show. The article, article for, the, for show. the show. I don't know if I can salvage this editing. It's fine. Um, it's okay. Roll with it. Uh, James, is there anything you'd like to promote other than RFN or just do you want to pimp that? I mean, I do do a little show once a week called Radio Free Nintendo that for some reason we're about to hit episode 450 on, which is staggering. Um, not that we have any plans for it, but we do. We are almost there. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's my, my big thing. Uh, you know, occasionally I, I do some videos of some of my cohorts just just kind of goofing off, or I'll do them on my own, and I sit there and I, I, I sob into my drink as I'm trying to play a really poorly executed GameCube game. Um, but, you know... Are, are you saying Tube Sliders is not a high-quality game? Are, are you? Am I presupposing that NEC's triumphant return to video game development may have ended in disaster? Yeah, I might, I might, I might be saying that. All right. Well, uh, with that, thank you, James, for uh, co-hosting this week. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a good time. Pleasure. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't choose uh, more troll levels. Trolls. You know, troll, troll game selections. Troll songs. You know, I thought about it, but I figured we're already going into something I know nothing on. Let's let's let it ride. I, I mean, really, the, the the play is to pick something that's got music from lots of different games. But you did yeah, that. not me. I mean, kinda. The Mario Maker stuff. You could you could have been a lot worse about it. I I did not want to be too trolly with the Mario Maker. <laughs> oh, this is this. Uh, in the past, Mario I've done that kind of thing with Mario games, and I, I just didn't want to go. You know, why not? When you got such great music, you can use instead. So. Yeah. Um. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Bye.
Super Mario Maker is copyright 2015 Nintendo. Cool Spot is copyright 7UP Virgin Games. Shin Megami Tensei 4 is copyright 2013 Index Corporation Atlas. Nintendo World Cup is copyright 1990 Technos. Phantom Brave We Meet Again is copyright 2009 Nippon Ichi Software. You can also drink Dr. Pepper. That would also be acceptable. Oh, I didn't didn't know we could we could cross promote our it's, cross promote it's, it's, it's the same company. Oh, okay, we're good. I, I'm pretty All right, sure we're good. it's the same company. Cool, we're good.